And once we get that right, which is for me the most important thing, that they have, first of all, respect. The second one is commitment. The third one, passion. Those three ingredients are non-negotiable. Welcome into the Non-Negotiables podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm here tonight with Pascal. How you doing, Paz? What's up, Gav? Good. And Jazz, how you doing, mate? Hey, hey. All right, let's get into the All-Star game. Uh, I think we can agree there was only one team of All-Stars out there and they didn't play for the MLS. Um, record scoreline, because these things are important. We've now done the All-Star double, which is uh, obviously vital because we've got a gold trim on our kit and apparently you have to be champions to have that. So, it's got to uh, be just as good as the Audi Cup, right? I think it's better because we've we've done a double. <laughs> no, it's not as good as the school skills challenge. We well, all that's know what I'm saying. Challenge. You've got to add the skills challenge into it. Yeah. We have done the double. This is that's true. I didn't think about it like that. Star double. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a we have big deal. Mm. So the game itself, I mean, I thought it was an excellent warm up. The MLS players are obviously halfway through the season, so their their fitness is a lot further ahead than ours is, and I thought we equipped ourselves well. There was obviously a huge golfing class, except Hani Mukhtar, who looked like he'd be he'd have been quite comfortable switching sides at one point. He was thought he was excellent. But from our point of view, um Paz, we saw Kivior start at left back again. We did. We did. Um forgive me, I'm going by highlights actually and you know the 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 usual clips and stuff that I've seen. So I can't really comment too much on what it was live. I know you saw more of that. But from what I'm hearing, he was sound again. I love that pass he did to um, Saka, actually. I saw that for, I believe, was that for the first goal? Um, the one that Jesus caused? Or was it Kivio's pass out to Saka? Or yeah, and then he did I'm one. I'm imagining that. He did one just after that that Saka didn't quite control. Um, my, my bad. That's the one I'm talking yeah. about. Sorry. My bad, and yeah. He was, um, yeah. He was excellent all night. He was a lot more than solid. This is the reports I'm getting that they're very, um, very comfortable on the ball. Um, Just basically an Arteta type of player. Um, Very comfortable. He seems to be right at home at left back, which is, which is just great news really, isn't it? Um, It all adds that versatility at the back. So yeah, that, that didn't come as a surprise based on the last performance he had. No, and I think I owe an apology to the whole of Poland because uh, I definitely questioned whether I'd want him at left back. Um, a couple of episodes ago, and I think I was probably wrong looking at the first couple of games because, I mean, he's been... His range of passing is absolutely fantastic, and he's quicker mm. than you think. He's a bit Martin Keown-esque like that. He's big, and you don't think he's going to be quick to look at him. But he actually, Maybe not as intimidating as... Uh, no, well, he needs to not shave on the day of games like Keown <laughs> used to do, just to look that little bit scary. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's... um. But, you know, very graceful, graceful player. Again, it's that, I think Rooney alluded to it in his post-match comments about the stature of our defenders, how big our team is. And we've talked Mm -hmm. about this, but there you go, is another one, but also really good on the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saliba was excellent as well, which will surprise nobody. Um, His his covering was was fantastic. There was a couple of times, Jorginho Mm -hmm. got caught in possession a couple of times. Gabriel got caught on the ball as well. Um, and Saliba was there to to bail him out. Um, Vieira was biting into 50-50s, which I found quite 
quite amusing. He 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 played in that left eight role to to start the game, and Trossard was over where Odegaard was, and he actually was he actually was pretty decent. He got a finger in the eye and uh, went down rolling around for a little bit, but I think he actually cut his eye. To be fair to him, but he um yeah he was biting into tackles. So Juz, um Jesus with a, a great performance and a, and a really good goal. Yeah, I I, uh, I like the Jesus goal. Did you guys happen to be able to see it on the uh, the, the the ref cam? The ref cam, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't, wasn't that pretty awesome? Like phenomenal. It reminded me of that old uh the the Nike commercial, the Take It to the Next Level, where it was like the when you're the, through the eyes of the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like first person view the going through one. like. Yeah, the Wenger one. Wenger was in it. Yep. Yeah, it was Arsenal and Holland. Yeah, that the yeah. player played for. So, yeah, just just um, a really nice goal. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if he a hundred percent meant it. I hope he did. Uh, but yeah, brilliant strike. It was it was upper V. Um, you know, I mean, you can't ask for too much more. I think. Um, I think uh, the kind of piece together MLS defense, uh, even though these are some of the best players in MLS, let's also keep in mind that they don't uh, play together regularly. They've only had, what, a week, 10 days of training as well. So this is a game that, uh, even though I think they're going up against a, a, a decently high level of competition, it's not a decent high level of teamwork. They're they're just thrown together. But I, w- I was very impressed with the performance, and I think a 5-0 scoreline is uh, impressive. The goal was impressive. Yep. And Trossard, Pass, he, he had a fantastic half. I actually thought he was the best player in that first half. I thought he was he was immense um, and a fantastic goal. Yeah, uh, he, he, it was a great finish. And, um, you know, okay, we don't want to get carried away. It's preseason, but we've seen half of the season of, of what he can do. And uh, that that uh, deal we made looks better and better every time I see him because I just think he's such a good addition to our our team and squad. Um, and uh, yeah, great finish, lovely. I, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to be um, you know hypercritical, but the, the goalkeeper I, I wasn't really a lot of the goals. I thought he was pretty cap. Um, <laughs> it didn't seem that great. So, but you know, not taking. But he stopped quite habits from scoring for ninety seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He, yeah, that's true. That's true. But he also wasn't able to prevent Kai Havertz scoring a half volley, which uh, I different goalkeeper. Yeah, I was going to say different, that. Different, yeah, different, different goalkeeper. They played like, three different ones. Oh right, oh. okay, okay. I, I, you see, there you go. That's I wasn't even paying attention. I was, I was on Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they, um, they made twenty. I think it was twenty-four substitutions. They made amazing, okay. amazing. Did well, they? Do they have to play? Sorry, sorry, boss. My bad. No, no, no. It's all right, man. Go, go, go. No, I was just going to ask if do they have to play every player? Like every MLS All Star, is that part of the thing? Or? It's not in the rules, but I mean, I think it'd be pretty bad form to call someone up, make them travel all the way to DC, and That's then not true, let yeah, them yeah. get on the field. That's true. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, pause. How do you mean to interrupt you? No, no. Actually, just remind me of something else. Just for um, Gav, you were talking about goalie wars. So funny that you mentioned that in the last. Back. Yeah, and Aaron Ramsdale was loving it. He yeah. was out sitting there loving that. So maybe something they they could adopt it in the Premier League for entertainment because it's a fant- I have to agree with you. It's fantastic, fantastic viewing. It's amazing, isn't it? It's, I mean, let's be fair. It's all nonsense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like the skills challenge, the goalie was, it is all nonsense. 
but my God, it's enjoyable. Nonsense. It's great entertainment. Um, but yeah, fantastic goal by Trossard. Um, wonderful, wonderful, intricate player and um, just happy he's part of our squad. And it was interesting seeing him take over the Erdegaard role. I don't... Uh... I just think we can't really read too much into the midfield shape of things because Emil Smith-Rowe's not there. And, you know, Thomas Partey is also just just getting there. So I think, you know, we can't read too much into that, right, Juz? Yeah, I I don't think so. Um, I definitely think both of those two guys will step into midfield before Trossard will, unless it's just like, you know, a, a... you know, some like 20th place low block team. But even then, I mean, I, I still think it's more likely that we would see other people in there over Trossard. We only saw Trossard in the left eight uh, in actual games twice last year, if I remember correctly. One was we had like 99% possession after that point. The Southampton. Southampton. Yep. Yeah, the Southampton game. And the other one was Brighton. Was it Brighton? When we lost 3-0. Mm-hmm. Was he midfield? I can't even. Remember. I can't remember. Oh, I'm, man, I've got to be honest with you. I blocked a lot of that out. Yeah. I, I don't no, remember. Okay. I just it's remember okay. seeing it against you. Southampton. He struggled and and we lost, but it was in that like bad. It, it was form. probably Brighton then because I he remember before that day as well. I remember the podcast afterwards. We were like, "Well, that's probably it with Trossard in the left eight experiment." <laughs> and and I think it should be as well. Like I yeah, just don't I mean, think he's a he's a midfield player. It just it just didn't it just doesn't work for him. I mean, last night I thought he was great last night, um, but. You know, like you said, there are mitigating circumstances with that. Yeah. And yeah. Eddie playing wide right, uh, sorry, wide left jazz as well. I mean, that's just simply a case of he didn't want to start Martinelli. So he, he had to start someone out there and Trossard's in midfield because half our players are missing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. 100%. Um, I doubt um, we ever see Eddie anywhere other than center forward in this side just because i mean we've got a big squad i mean i guess you could say maybe uh, enough players will go in the end that eddie could see time there but i don't see it mate um i think you know he's going to be a fourth fit choice there at best yeah yeah i, I don't i don't see it either and, and has bakayo saka two assists yeah, got... out of interest yeah. sorry before you say how was eddie i i didn't i i only uh, he I was, was, yeah he was fine he was fine. It was all right. It was yeah. It was it was nothing spectacular. He had one really good run when he ended mm-hmm. up getting chopped down on the edge of the box. Um, but yeah, he was he was fine. I, I don't think he was. To be honest with you, mate, that first half was a bit sterile. Um, right. It wasn't a whole ton going on. MLS had they actually came forward quite a lot. It wasn't mm. really until the second half when we we really strangled the game, which we'll obviously come on to. There, there was a big there's a big talent gap. Right between the two teams, that that's the thing. There's a big talent gap, and the fitness gap could only could only get so far in covering that up. They had a couple of chances. There was one. Jorginho gave the ball away on the edge of the box, and they slipped it through to Benteke. And my God, the touch! It, his first <laughs> touch took it into about the third row. It was it was Brilliant. outrageous, and and it was like that all all night. They had a couple of. They had a couple of decent chances, mainly from us dwelling on the ball and being a little bit slow and probably not really in tune yet. Um, and they just were never going to capitalize on them because they just, mm. you know, they didn't quite have the, they didn't quite have the quality really. So Eddie was Eddie was fine. He did he didn't do anything didn't do anything wrong. Um, he, at the same time, you I'm not going to be banging banging the drum for him to start over Martinelli, you know. No. It, um, um, can I just say something as well? Um, I just, I kind of want to make it clear that, um, and I mean, I'm sure all of us know this, uh, 
but as someone that's watched the MLS All-Star game for, you know, I don't know, since 2006-ish now, it's a, it's a preseason warm-up game for Arsenal. And it's a game on the global stage for MLS where they're trying to, mm. you know, prove themselves. Uh, sure, it's a it's a hodgepodge team of of like mixed together athletes, but they're all trying to look good on you know a national or even global television scale. I'm sure millions of Arsenal fans around the world uh, watch this when they would have never watched an MLS All Star game previously. But I would say the um, the ambition level of each player. Uh, or uh, the different sides of players, excuse me, uh, is totally different. And uh, I think that's something to be remembered as well. Well, you could tell that by the bookings. They picked up four bookings in that. Yeah, game. yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and, and Ted Uncle refed it like it was a Champions League yeah. final as well, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> they even went to VAR at one point for an all-star game, which I, I thought was great. And yeah. Saka getting kicked the fuck out of, and the guy who kick, kicked him actually getting booked inside 15 minutes. The Premier League could learn a thing or two. Yeah. Did you did you see Ian Wright um, watching the game with the VAR? Did you see his reaction? To I, I, I kind of, I I did kind of see, it, but I had it on. He said he loved it. He said it was he loved the way the referee. I I didn't see all of that, but you you would know more. The way the referee signaled to it, he 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 was like he was just like in awe of it. He seemed like really pleased with how it all went down. <laughs> so I, I will say <laughs> this on on VAR. Everyone knows my stance on it, but they do it a lot better in MLS quicker than they, isn't it than they do it's faster they don't do it for everything like they do in the premier league like you know we always say the premier league are looking for ways to rule mm. out goals the mls don't really do that they're not um there's a higher bar for for mm. it um and it's funny because ted uncle is one of the least popular referees that there's ever been in mls like yeah he, how do you get picked for this he is hated i have no idea yeah, I, I was no wondering idea. that too. Yeah, he's he's hated in MLS, but he, I thought he had a pretty good a pretty good game ready for it. <laughs> but he was you could tell for him he was on the big stage. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he he was definitely showing out a showing out a bit. But like I said, past that card, fifteen minutes in, that's how you do it. Take a note, Premier League referees. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, especially with we, we've talked about Saka, um, and you were you were about to allude to something about him. You asked me something about him, Gav. You said no, uh, that was it. I was talking about the card, about how he, you know, he, yeah, got, he got kicked around again. But at least this time, the card was coming out. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is this is something that we've talked about so much, especially with Saka, because he's he's kind of you know Saka Grealish. They're always always fouled. They fouled a tremendous amount of games. And the protection we've always talked about, especially with Saka, is just just woeful. And, and that that's an indication. And then what happens? Put them in the book, doesn't happen again. Um, so unless they get sent off, of course. Yeah, well, MLS just decided to sub that left back out and bring another one. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> well, they're about 27 when, when, players. When you've got on. 27 changes yeah. available to you, that's, uh, that's quite easy to do. Yeah. He actually had a pretty quiet night, yet he ended up with two assists and the MVP. But I think that MVP, has he was always getting that because you, there were Saka signs all over that arena. Um, you can tell who the superstar of this team is. Yeah, I think I think he's also making a name for him in the US as well from what I'm, what I'm seeing. I mean, he was, was it Forbes? No. Uh, was some, uh, one of the big, big, big magazines of, of that ilk um, talking about his work that he did for um, the sufferers of the uh, Turkish earthquake. 
Um, he's obviously in commercials. We see him here with New Balance. Um, and um, he's in with quite a few celebrities out there. So he's actually getting a name from him. He's even was in a billboard, I think, in New York. Um, so, you know, this is this is the superstar we're, we're going to be... We, we have on our, our books and he's going to just get bigger and bigger. So, yeah, it seemed the MVP, we've seen better performances from Saka, I'm sure. And uh, I think it's more just, you know, um, he's the known, really known player in that Arsenal team and uh, he's given more out of that. But he did get two assists to his credit. Yeah, you can't argue with a, you can't argue with the output. And the first half was, mm. you know, it was a little bit, it was a little bit, I'm not going to say it was played at walkie pace because it, it, it wasn't. There was some blood and thunder to it. But it was still, I think, even 8.30 at night in DC yesterday, I think it was still in the high 80s and the humidity mm. was still right up there. Like, you could see 10 minutes in, Ben White's shirt is, like, clinging to him. Um, yeah. it, was, it was kind of, it, it did look hot. But it was a good, good workout for him. And I expected the whole team to change at half time, And it didn't. There were just a couple of changes. Um but then as we get into the second half and the changes come in, this is the interesting bit, right? This is what we were all looking for. Just that new look midfield coming on. And and like, it's kind of pointed that Arteta brought them all on together, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think this is going to be the starting. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll, we'll try to bleed them in a little bit more for the rest of preseason. But if that all goes well, I think we're all thinking this is going to be, you know, the starting midfield, your Rice, Havertz, Odegaard. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think uh, they did really well for the most part, uh, but with so many changes on both sides, it's it's really hard to get. And that's why, like, some of these preseason games, especially, like, an MLS All-Star game, is is really hard, you know, with so many changes. Um, I thought uh, I thought Trossard actually had a good game uh, in midfield this time. But again, you know, with the level of opposition, you, you know, you never know. But, yeah, I think there was definitely a point to bringing this midfield on together. Sorry to go back to your original point. And the... the... The way that the team kind of juked around, I think, tells you something as well. Again, we saw Vieira go out to that right wing when yep. everybody came off at the start. Um, and we saw Trossard obviously move out to the left before he, yep. before he came off. Um, so I think there, you know, you, there's there's pointers there. And then Marquinhos came on pass. Marquinhos is, is kind of making a little bit of a name for himself, right? Like, I I quite like him. I think he's a, he looks like a decent player. I would, we, you know, we're having all these problems with we don't have a backup for Saka. What are you going to do? We're going to pay 40 million for this guy, 50 million for this guy. We're not going to do that. We're not paying 50 million for someone to play 500 minutes in the League Cup and dead rubbers. We're just not going to do it. So, and, and not only that, but who's coming here? Rafinha ain't coming here to sit on the bench. So someone like Marquinhos, to me, makes an awful lot of sense as an, an emergency break glass, right? He, he does. And also, who who's an equivalent to Saka? He's that good. Can you find an equivalent to Saka? You, it's just, it's really difficult. So I, um, I, I, he's a much more economical, let's say, uh, alternative um, uh, maybe, you know, who knows? Uh, I don't know. He didn't really, you know, um, pull any trees up in uh, Norwich. But um, maybe that that year did him some good. The loan did him some good. And he, he seems to be a nice personality, a really uh, positive personality there. So 
that was a nice nice pass he did for um Harvard's goal and um yeah I, I hope I hope he continues because I it would be much better for the club to look at him as that um alternative to Saka when they need it then going out and spending you know a fortune and maybe concentrate on other areas which probably are more important at this time do you know that just makes so much sense to me I don't see why we don't just commit to commit to that plan I would have no issue with that and and you know Judge you were saying earlier that you can do that until January right because you've got the League Cup games coming up we've got the group stage of Champions League where we're not going to be playing reserves in but there might be, depending on our group, maybe there's a dead rubber in there. We can throw some players out in that. So there is a chance to hold these guys until the start of January, even the second week in January, and get the third round of the FA Cup out of the way, and then look to loan them out or move them on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking would be the best for Marquinhos and even Vieira, who I know is a lot closer to the first team than Marquinhos. But... <clears throat> Let's be honest. I, I mean, I, I like him. I'm a fan. I see signs of quality, small signs, because I know he has struggled overall. I'm not in a denial or anything, but um, I think there's great opportunities there to give them the the first half of the season, maybe some late minutes, uh, Carabao Cup, um, dead rubber Champions League, if it happens. And then, <clears throat> you know, also let them get used to London a little more, used to their teammates, their new teammates in case of, you know, ooh, both of them, I guess they're, they've been here, but, um, and then you've got January to loan them out uh, for a, 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 a nice second half loan, which could really benefit them when they're going to get definitely less minutes with us in pinch time after we're, you know, the Carabao Cup's done, Champions League group's done. So yeah, I, I, I think that's the way to go. Makes a lot of sense to me. Um, has, Balogun didn't get his goal. He looked sharp again when he came on. Uh, one thing I noticed, and I, I said this to you guys in the chat last night while the game was going on, I don't think his off-the-ball work is good enough for a Mikel Arteta team. There's a mm. huge difference between... And, and uh, you know, and Jesus is obviously an experienced, virgin on world-class forward, pressing forward, certainly. Um, so it's it's not fair to compare him to that, but but Balogun he, he definitely doesn't seem to have that off the ball awareness, and and he's twenty two now. It's not like he's he's seventeen. Do you think that there's a chance that after this preseason, after the way it goes, that he's actually going to make Mikel's mind up to sell rather than convince him to stay? Hmm. You see, this is this is what this is where you have the the differences with the attacking lineup because you've got Eddie, who's a poacher. We all know his involvement in play is not overly profound, and it's uh, he's a lot more closer to the goal. He's not someone who comes deep, um, and of course, his as we know, his work with Martinelli and it was not nothing like Gabby Jesus. Jesus is the antithesis of that. He comes deep, he involves himself with other players, but just doesn't really score that many goals. And then you've got Balogun, who's your atypical number nine, makes runs, um, wants to get on the end of the, the pass rather than be involved um, within the play itself. So, I mean, I, I I would think it's good to have alternatives because you 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 bring something different into games when we need it because there might be times when we do need that number nine to chase onto passes we need someone to get on the end of things but the longer it goes I know it sounds weird saying this in preseason but the longer it goes out without him scoring I think that's where the problem is going to be because surely 
the attraction of having him is that he's going to score goals. And at the moment, he's not. But to be fair to him, he's not playing full 90-minute games. Um, so, yeah, I, I would think if he can get some goals in this preseason, then I think he's got something to think about. But the longer that goes on without any, you know, with then it's a difficulty, isn't it? Because with someone like Jesus, you you can explain, there's other parts of his game which offer so much to the team that can kind of uh, negate maybe a lack of goals. But... Um, or override, I should say. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think some goals would do him good. It's the one thing he's lacking at the moment. And Jazz, this comes back to the point you're always making, right? You want that backup to be more of an impact player. You you don't care as much about the fact that he's off the ball work ain't that good because you're thinking more about that game that's nil-nil with 15 minutes to go and someone's got to come off the bench and do something. Hey, that's exactly it, Gaff. Um <clears throat> Now, uh, I, I get what you're saying 100%, and I agree. I don't think the Balogun that we're seeing here, you know, yesterday in the game, he's not going to be a Mikel Arteta number number one, number nine, you know, first choice number nine. <clears throat> but he could still make a huge impact off the bench, and we've already kind of proven that Enkedia can't do that. Uh, so even right now, seeing what I'm seeing... I know Mikel's not going to really pick him over Jesus, but if he can still make that impact leading into what Paz just said about if he can if he can still make some goals, I think he's he's got a place here and maybe even a place over Eddie. That's going to be an interesting one because I think that's the that's kind of the one bit that's still in flux. I think with everyone else we kind of know who we would like to get out the door if we had a chance. And I think that area is the one area that we just don't know yet. And that's that's probably the one that's going to be the most fascinating as this as this draws on. Well, we hinted at it before, but let's spend some time on it now because all anyone really cares about this morning is that new that new midfield. Um the first thing that you notice when they come on is even though Havertz is the one that's six foot four, Rice is fucking massive pass. Yeah, he is. He is. He's a really commanding presence, uh, Rice. And that's something um, we've made. Shaka had that in some respects as well. He wasn't a small guy, was he? Um, but have someone in that, the way the way he comes on the pitch, there's something about him. You can see it. He didn't have a big, big overall contribution. But it's like what you mentioned uh, in the chat. We talked about he doesn't lose the ball. And I remember one thing that um, Vieira used to do really well was sometimes just the simplest of passes. It didn't have to be that um, eye of the needle pass, which he could do, but that wasn't a lot of his game. A lot of his game was just simple passes. It was the creation of a goal before the actual assist, if you know, the assist before assist. Um, I think Rice is going to have a lot of that in him Um, and just keeping the ball tidy on the ball. Um, but you can see there's a presence in that midfield now. There is no doubt about it. That is, that's a mean midfield. It's really, really, really top top midfield we have at the moment. And it's going to take a minute to, for everyone to get used to everybody else. But the bit that made me laugh there was it was about three or four minutes after everyone had they'd all come on and they were just settling down, and um, Rice got the ball and moved it on, and he looked at Odegaard and he pointed 
uh, Erdogan about where to run, and I just thought that was hilarious because Erdogan that, spends yeah. the entire game telling everyone where to run, yeah. and uh, then Rice points at him and says, "No, you you need to go over there." Now, uh, that that just shows you a bit about what he's going to be. They are going to take a minute to get used to each other, but I think that's that tells you a lot about what he's going to be. The one that impressed me the most was Kai Havertz. Um, I thought he was absolutely excellent. He won everything in the air, and it was noticeable that we were aiming the ball at him in the air as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the the penalty came about because we'd launched the ball out to that left-hand side from kickoff, um, Juzzy's favourite kickoff, and Havertz won the ball and got it inside to Jesus, and Jesus turned, and that's where we ended up getting the penalty from. Just that that we talked about the aerial thing before, and it, it looks like we're not scared to use it. I'm actually, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm actually pretty comfortable with that uh, that kickoff to Havertz. Um, he's proven that he is very good in the air, that he can win a ton of aerial balls. He's got a good touch, good control. Uh, I think that's way different than when we used to just like blast it at Pepe. Remember that? Because uh, that used to be a strategy not that long ago. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I, I I think that's a good strategy, and I'm I'm glad that we have that weapon. And I definitely think he's better in the air. He's better aerially than Jaka, at least at winning the ball uh, offensively. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. And in in he's he he's breaking towards the goal well. I I thought he had a, a nice cameo last night, and I'm I I find the irony that he scored off a of volley after getting zero points in the volley challenge very funny. By the way. Yeah, that was it. Was great. It was the whole and it, it made me feel good that I knew that uh, ten thousand plastic Chelsea fans had waited up to watch that game and try and make a compilation. And uh, and I, I just thought he was. I thought he was fantastic all night. I thought he's some of his flicks, some of his passing. I think perhaps him and Erdegaard are gonna gonna produce some filthy moments. Definitely, and they're two very different players, and I think that's also um, uh, part of the DNA that Arteta wants to implement in that we, we have different alternatives, different, uh, different skill sets. Um, I mean, one of the big criticisms, um, I remember that 2008 team was that we were all, that our midfield was all very similar. Like we had Fabregas, obviously he stood up at Haleb and Rosicki, all kind of intricate players and little touches, but there wasn't really a variation. We have that now. I think we have big variations in style of player, um, all technically fantastic, but bringing their own attributes in very different ways. I think he's going to be a... I think the aerial thing's really important because I think that's something that we haven't had much of in the past. And it also brings just a different um, different element of um, our style of player as well. We don't... It doesn't always have to be on the ground. There can be moments when we can hit it into the box and know that there's someone who's got that presence there. <clears throat> And we saw some of the pressing as well, just that we we thought we'd see from him. The winning the ball back high, the putting the pressure on. There were a couple of soft fouls called against him when it looked like he turned it over high. And I think that's going to be a that's going to be a key thing is that higher starting position. Yeah, I think so. Actually, um, uh, I'm not necessarily saying we saw it a ton last night, but I could see in maybe a, a goalkeeper kickoff position, if you see Jesus drop a little bit deep and Havertz being almost our forwardmost player, uh, like in the number nine position, not that he'd stay there, you know, they'll obviously rotate, but to win a long goal kick, I can see a lot of 
things like that brewing. Even if we end up playing him on the wing, um, I think we're going to use his height to our advantage a lot. And I think a lot of Arteta's conversations uh, alludes to that as well. <clears throat> yeah, and Odegaard was absolutely outstanding last night as well. He's he's passed for the he's passed for the fourth goal for Martinelli was absolutely great. But has let's uh, let's talk about our other debutant last night who in some ways stole the show a little bit. Jurian Timber. Timber. It, 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 it took him it, it took him less than fifteen seconds of being on the pitch to nick the ball on the halfway line and then turn up in the opposition box. Yeah. But we may have something here. Yeah, I, I, yeah man, we've already sang his praises um, um in terms of what we're gonna be getting, but we got a really good well, we got a, a pretty good idea of 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 what to expect. Um, of course, you know we're not playing the greatest team in the world. There are defensive elements that have to also be acknowledged. It's one thing Ben White does also bring to the table. He's very good defensively as well. He's not just so as well as Timber has that endeavor and and he's brilliant at inverted. He's everywhere. The defensive side is going to be really interesting to see on him as well. But really impressed, really, really impressed. Um, just shows you he can play in the Saliba role. He can go on the right back. He's going to be really interested to see if he, if he starts because who do you take out? That's the question. Um, and it's it's a great headache to have. Um, but I think we've we've got ourselves a real gem. And Judge, he's so comfortable receiving the ball. So when you know we we talked before about with Partey coming out of the side in, in all likelihood. Um, the person that can do the little wriggling on the halfway line and stuff. Timber is very, very comfortable. And there was a there was a bit, I don't know, a few minutes after he'd come on and Hein had looked a bit shaky. And he played this pass to him that perhaps wasn't the greatest pass in the world, but he played it through a couple of defenders, uh, a couple of attackers rather. And Timber just took the ball, turned, moved around, laid it off like it was nothing. And it was... It was the sort of thing you look at and you just go, there's a player that's just completely comfortable, like on the ball. There was absolutely no fear in him whatsoever getting that ball, you know, facing his own goal. Yeah, I think anybody that that's kind of watched him previously, I mean, I, I know Paz has for, for you know, um, the Dutch national team and, and Ajax, but I mean, he's ridiculously comfortable on the ball, uh, almost effortless. Um I think he's going to be um, not. I mean, Rice is probably going to be our most important signing, of course. But I think uh, Timber's got the potential to be like the biggest wild card in what can change like our style of play. People wanted a, a Zinchenko on the right. I mean, this is going to be as close as you get, but he's still defensively secure. Um, just, just a brilliant signing. So comfortable on the ball. He'll, he'll carry it. I actually wouldn't even be surprised. Like, I'm not trying to like Thomas Vermeulen, this guy, but I wouldn't be surprised if we even saw him in midfield a couple times. Cause I mean, he's technically yeah. that good in the, in the six, you know, something like that. He's well, that well, good. He's got about eight players to jump over before we get there though. So <laughs> that's the thing. We, we have an awful lot of players as it stands. So, yeah. I mean, I just, I think, out of, I think all of these players have all three of them are going to fundamentally change the way we play. And I think it's been a long while since 
since I've had that feeling with a signing. Do you know what I mean? Like there, with with Rice plays that position completely differently to the way Partey does. Timber allows you a dimension we we haven't seen on that side. Then you've got Havertz, who you know going forward he offers you so much, and you've basically just just basically said to him, okay, well Rice is behind you, so forget the defensive work. Has do you, do you ever remember us having this good a season? And we always say this, right? You you repair a wise man repairs the roof while the sun's shining. I don't remember us ever having that good a season, and then immediately turn around and going, well, okay, now here's these three, and we're going to completely change it again. Yeah, that 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 I can't remember because there's been uh, there's been times when we've had a good season, um, but I don't think we've capitalized enough in the market. Um, to kick on and be better the following season. Um, I, I can't remember it. It's been a long time. And if there was, I'm sure someone can remind us. We're going back, what, since 87? So I, I can't I can't think of it off the top of my head. But this definitely shows you the direction of what we're going. We're not satisfied with second. <laughs> That's it. It's not just top four anymore. It's not aim for top four. It's aim for the title. It's a very different approach than we've seen for a long time. And just we kind of got a bit stale, I thought, towards the end of last year. I mean, obviously the injuries kind of hit us, but there was a lot of tape on us. And I kind of felt like teams had figured us out a bit. So this is necessary. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this. Yeah, I think um, a big motivation to the three signings that we've made, or at least two of the three, is that uh, it gives us a ton of unpredictability in our play. Um, you could see Timber in multiple positions or multiple ways. You can see Havertz in like five positions uh, playing different ways. I think, um, you know, in Rice, obviously, he, you know, he's he's capable of playing the eight. Um, but I think what we've done is is just add so much uh, sporadicness, sporadicness to our play that uh, it's going to be a lot harder to figure this out. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I can't wait to see this. Well, thanks, as I think we've done the all-star game to death, so we'll leave it there. Um, and we'll be back with everyone Monday after the Man United game. So thank you very much, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.